Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shannon Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. I'm your host, Trevor, and like a good nerd, I am back to reading Dresden. Uh, I'm Jay, and that's that's true for me as well. I, I finished Dune. It got me back on the, the reading horse, and uh, I'm going to be finishing up book nine of Dresden here pretty soon. Uh, and I'm Josh, and I've clearly run out of excuses at this point. I mean, I am reading Jacob Goldstein's Money, the True Story of a Made-Up Thing which is quite good, but it's not nerdy in the way I think I'm supposed to be nerdy. That is correct, yes. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't sound nerdy at all. I mean, it, it does at least sound like it's probably not one of the business books that you read, and when you're done, you're just like, what have I done with my life? <laughs> How will I ever implement this, point? this? No, this is actually just kind of a fun like history exploration of, like, fun fact for everybody from this book, do you know how much light a day's wages would buy a worker in Babylon? I do not. Any guesses? Sorry, say that again. Are you saying a, a modern day, day person? A, a I don't understand wages. the question. No, no. A, a day's wages for a Babylonian worker back in, in the, the time of Babylon. Uh huh. How how much light could they have bought for a day's wages? Artificial say, light, you know. Did you say light Candles, or light? Light. Light. L-I-G-H-T. I'm assuming we're talking about like like oil or something. Right. Right. Uh, I don't Three know. days. Jay, so often. Five minutes. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and then, you know, today, a, a modern day, a modern day's wages can buy you 20,000 hours of light. So, some things have gotten better. Well, of course they have. I mean, we die at <laughs> 70. We, <laughs> we have the option of health care. <laughs> We, See, we might, you we guys might actually Dresden, and I'm bringing the sweet knowledge to you. I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> these paleo people had it right all along, and and you should actually just go to sleep when the sun goes down. No, like I should just be dead at 32. <laughs> and <laughs> how much better would life be? <laughs> Okay, and so that's that's a great preface to I I promised on Twitter that I would give a rant about the continued joys of dealing with Games Workshop. <laughs> that, now we're not behind a we're not behind a Patreon paywall here. Jay. Is this safe? Is this a safe rant for you to be I, making? Yes, like <laughs> Games Workshop is well aware that they have failed me. <laughs> In this and, transaction. and not for the last time, I'm afraid. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's like, really, I, I'm just Oliver Twist here, like, please, sir, may I have another? So, <laughs> you know, what the hell do they care? 
All right. Rant on. Okay, so uh, one th- a positive thing I will say is that, you know, they've been putting out uh, Space Marines and new Necron stuff. And, like, in general, I'm not that big a fan of Space Marines. I, I don't like the sculpts on them in general. You just um, feel like they're kind of generic, right? No, I, I think that in... I think their proportions tend to look weird, and I just don't... Uh, they don't really look that cool to me. Whatever. This, I, sounds, like, like, this sounds a lot like heresy. Or, yes. there There is some heresy going on here. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think their Necron stuff, that some of their Necron stuff they've been doing has just been amazing. And so okay. yeah, kudos to them. Uh, and they launched the new edition, and it basically launched with a big push with Space Marines and Necrons. And so now there's there, there was a new wave of stuff that um, was going to release, and it was going to be the codexes for uh, Necrons and Space Marines, and then uh, around three uh, models for Space Marines and, and Necrons. And so because of my previous dealings with them, um, I had to place my order on Wednesday for product that is releasing on Saturday. And, but they, for whatever reason, they decided that, which I'm I'm not complaining about this. I appreciate it. Uh, They've have, I'm not sure if they've have switched completely away from FedEx to UPS or if they've, they've started shipping my uh, new releases via, UPS next day air. And so on, I submitted my order on Wednesday on Friday, I get, uh, a email from them saying, Hey, don't worry. We're still, you know, shipping your stuff next day air. It's going to be there on Saturday, which is the really official release date. And so Saturday morning I get tracking and I get the invoice finally for the product. So I go there or so I'm, I'm checking the tracking and it says delivered <laughs> and danger, it is, danger. and so I messaged my brother I'm like, Hey, is, is that, st-? I, I told him to message me when it got delivered. And I'm like, Hey, here's this tracking number. Has it been delivered? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I call UPS and I'm like, you know, what? My, my address is 1150 South Boulevard, and it says delivered. It has not been delivered to, to this address. Has it been delivered somewhere else? And they say, yes, it has been. And I say, where? <laughs> and they say, well, we can't say that for you know safety, security reasons, uh, but it is where in Idaho Falls uh, you will receive a phone call from, from us from the local hub within an hour, uh, which obviously is a lie <laughs> because I don't even think the local hubs have phones. Do they? I, I don't like our local. So, uh, our local UPS, at least the service to my business is atrocious. Um, the, it, the normal, the way that UPS is supposed to work is business deliveries are supposed to be earlier in the day. Uh, and regularly my deliveries were at like 4 PM. And so finally, my I talked my main distributor into switching me to FedEx because they would actually deliver stuff before the end of the day. And 
when I would when I would talk to the local UPS people, like, hey, you know, I'm I'm a business. I really need my stuff before 4 p.m., 5 p.m. Uh, they're just like, well, sorry, get bent. <laughs> and so then, I obviously they they didn't call uh, on Saturday because that's was never going to happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, it is hunting season, Jay. They have they're busy. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in their defense, I, like I do feel like our our UPS delivery guy uh, that it's it's not uh, sometimes Trevor's brother-in-law. I think is is one of our delivery guys. Uh, he's he's he isn't currently, and uh, he gets moved around quite. Yeah, the guy who the guy who came in today, he was like, my life is a living hell right now, where I'm working seventy hours a week because uh, heavy season has already started. And Nate was like, well, it's, it's not Christmas time yet, is it? And he's like, Amazon Prime Day has happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they work from um, like the beginning of October until the mid-January. They they do like double overtime and they have lots of extra employees. It's ridiculous how much they, they do during that period. Yeah, yeah. So to schedule our family Christmases based on when he would actually get off. So it was generally yeah. like, yeah, we'll start. Christmas at 10 p.m. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, so we get a phone call at, at Gameopolis, and this lady's like, "Hey, there's 12 boxes on my step, my doorstep that say that they're addressed to you." <laughs> and so uh, Games Workshop had just put 1150 Boulevard as uh, the address, and UPS decided to flip a coin, I guess, and went with North Boulevard instead of South Boulevard. And <laughs> I love that this is a this is a commercial delivery, right? And they, and they took it to the uh, place that was the residential delivery of the two options. Yes, that is correct. So then, so I, I go and pick up the stuff, and it's it's just sitting on this person's doorstep, you know, Shut over up. over ten thousand dollars worth of product. Uh, well, ten thousand dollars of Games Workshop had shipped everything. Uh, so I, I pack it all up. I take it to my store. I unbox it all. Uh, the tracking said, you know, 12 packages. And there were 12 packages there. I unbox everything. There's no data cards for either Necrons or uh, um, Necrons or Space Marines. And there's also, there there was this like big centerpiece uh, model Necron called Cesaric that the MSRP on it is like 170 bucks, 180 bucks, something like that. And it's not there either. A few of the other items were shorted some. And so I, I receive everything I can. I, that day I send an email to my sales rep, like, Hey, these are this, a, this was sent to the wrong address. B, uh, I didn't receive everything. And so, Monday, he's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll try to do what I can to get it shipped out and to, um, get it, um, you know, overnighted. So the next day, I open up the invoice and Cesaric has been zeroed out. And I check the tracking and UPS, the tracking says delay. <laughs> and so, like, I contact them and he's like, yeah, UPS had a sorting issue. Uh, it should be there tomorrow. It's, this is the information he gets to me eventually, like after a day of research. Um, 
And then he's like, yeah, and on Cesaric, uh, you know, we, we sold out on him. And so, uh, you know, you, we, we couldn't ship it. And I was like, well, I have all these customers who I've done pre-sales to. Like, can't we do anything about this? Don't, do you have any? He's like, no, we're, we're sold out. And I was like, well, do you know when it's going to restock? No, I, I'm not really sure when we might have more. And at that point, I was like, well, you have this item on your website for sale right now. And, <laughs> and, and I just I just want some to cover my pre-sales, man. Like, come on. And he's like, well, you know, the the website inventories are uh, separate from the retail inventories. Um, but I'll tell you what, if you go ahead and, uh, do the, the, the retail order on, uh, the website, I'll credit you the difference. And it's like, okay, cool. And he's like, but you know, just be aware, uh, they might be out of stock too. <laughs> <laughs> so I place another order. I send him the, the invoice. He says he'll credit me the difference. Uh, the, also mind you. When they shipped the the missing items on on Monday, like I had to pay for those again for them to release the order because as they as like they said that uh, I could wait for the credit to come through, but that would delay the shipping, and so I had to pay for them again in order for them to try to ship on time. And then at some point, there will be a credit applied to my account. <laughs> <laughs> and so then like the cherry on top, the, the next, the next Wednesday, uh, it, it comes time for delivery and it says that UPS attempted delivery at 10 04 AM and that they were the no one, <laughs> one time in their life where they're on time. Like, no, the door was open, unlocked at, you know, eight 55 and no, no UPS truck rolled up in front of our store at 10.04. And then at like 11.30, 11.54, something like that, they come by and they actually deliver it at that time. So, you know, who knows what's going on with that? And then I go to order with Games Workshop, the newer, my, my new product on Wednesday for the next week. And they say, you know, I'm sorry, but we've already sold out of the War Scroll cards of this new wave of releases because you can't order when everyone else does because reasons. So those have been like my continuing <laughs> adventures in workshop that just made me want to die. <laughs> Please, sir. May I have another? <laughs> in happier news, uh, Josh, Yes, Jay. You have had a chance to play uh, some of Imperial Struggle now, correct? Oh, I have. Yes, yes, yes. You, you tell must, me more. Tell me more. Um, it it definitely feels more robust than um, Imperial Struggle. I mean, than Twilight Struggle. Jeez, I can't get the freaking names of the games right. Um, but the mechanic itself is is it feels as clever and streamlined as the card mechanic in Twilight Struggle, right? So you would say that it is it is a, a more in-depth game, but not overwhelmingly so? 
Yeah, it's more in depth. I would say it's as approachable as Twilight Struggle, but like then the decision tree when you get to the game is like your brain breaks uh, even more. Yes, yes. <laughs> and what's interesting is like it, it kind of takes out the element of you know how it could be kind of punishing like if if you have to play in a, a card in Twilight Struggle with your opponent's event and right. you know then gives them some some kind of wicked advantage. They're, they're I mean, really that's, in, that's part of the strategy is to force your opponent to play a card he doesn't want to at the right Right, time. right. And there really isn't that, per se, in Imperial Struggle. But there's like, okay, I'm going to play this card and I'm going to choose this tile, which will let me... There's basically three types of action points, you know? Like, in, in Twilight Struggle, it's just, you have action points and here's the things you can do with them. Well, in Imperial, it's there's economic action points, there's di- diplomatic action points, and there's military action points. And each of those three action points ha- has a few different things it can do. And so you're like, now I'm making a decision and now I must decide, like, here are four different theaters where I can try to affect the board. And should I be focusing on this economic issue or should I be focusing on making a move that's going to set me up for the war that we're about to fight? And, and like, anyway, so it, if you like your brain to burn, I think it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. But yeah, like I played it against my father and he and I like on multiple times looked up at each other across the table with just big wide eyes like what am I what sh- what decision should I make? Not that not that the decision itself was hard, not that the you know the actual physical moving was hard, but like the actual decision was like just fries your brain, which I find pretty good. So. so would you say it, that it, it could could suffer from analysis paralysis problems with the I think it could, yeah. If you players. would need to be cautious of that, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think you know, it could be improved is if, like, Cthulhu could murder everyone because, you know, I like when that happens. <laughs> so, does you, you, would, you would give a high recommend then, you would say? I would. Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, I think that I still, I mean, this is only after one play, so it's not fair maybe to make this judgment. I still would definitely prefer Twilight Struggle. Uh, Twilight Struggle is going to play quicker. I mean, it's not as long of a game as Imperial Struggle is, but I definitely would still give it a strong recommend. I'm, I'm pleased with the purchase, and I look forward to future plays. Okay. Well, uh, before we get into our uh, base topic or, or normal topic of the uh, podcast, a few uh, shilling things. Uh, for Muse on Minis, there are new token sets, or expanded token sets for um, with some of the new status effects for Marvel Crisis Protocol, so go check that out. Um, then from Discount Games Inc., uh, next week is the retail launch of uh, Warcaster Neo Mechanica. So uh, go ahead and check that out and, and get your sweet, sweet uh, product for this this exciting new game that, that Private Press is, is trying to launch. So... Uh, and then I, I'm assuming there's some overlap of, of people who listen to this who who order Games Workshop stuff. Um, please continue to do so to make like this experience of like just shaving years of my life at least monetarily worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> what a pitch, <laughs> uh, Josh. So. Uh, if, if any of these people are listening and, and they're not yet supporters of the podcast on Patreon, uh, why should they back us on Patreon? 
two reasons because first of all you should always find a way to support the things that you enjoy so that they can continue to exist and second of all because you should really consider becoming a brigade member which is our 899 tier uh, because you get to participate in basically my favorite discord chats every all day every week uh, and you know influence the your podcast creators and hear about you know the mistakes that we make in life like purchases that i should not be making you know that kind of fun stuff <laughs> uh and also being the running person fun prizes occasionally so those are the reasons i think that was more than two reasons but you know what i, I don't count you're not very good at counting that's clear I it's almost, people it's almost like you had school in idaho <laughs> <laughs> And now the circle is continuing as he homeschools some of his children. <laughs> Luckily, I'm only their history teacher, but man, I just got to put this out there in the world. I I don't envy history teachers, especially in this day and age. <laughs> I, my 10th grade history teacher was, it was world history. He was also the baseball coach. Okay. <laughs> so, sounds about right. And the he most care more about the baseball team than he did the history class. Well, his most common curriculum was playing episodes of The Simpsons for us. <laughs> <laughs> but The Simpsons is good for predicting the future, not that's that is true. That is true. Yeah. So my my shop te- teacher in high school was a huge fan of cribbage. So if you knew how to play cribbage, you generally didn't have to do shop class things. Not that it was a serious class in the first place, but let's just say I played a lot of cribbage in high school. So, yeah. He was also my, my, my drafting teacher, so I, I played a lot of cribbage twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> high school education. Okay, so we are going to... Uh, talk now about a game on the Switch. I, I have purchased a game on the Switch and I have enjoyed it. Uh, huzzah! This, so basically, this is like at this point like a three hundred and twenty-five dollar game at this this point so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting. So I'm going to be interested after talking about it to hear if you feel you've got the value out of it. I do feel that I should <laughs> say yet. it is also available on Steam, so it is, you yes. can play it on the PC. It's currently yes. twenty-four ninety-nine on Steam. So I, I actually uh, kind of got acquainted to this game or, or notified about it because Travis Marg had, I follow him on Twitter and he had been posting um, a fair bit about it. So thank you, Travis. Um, and that was how I got uh, kind of aware of it. And then I, I tweeted at Josh that I thought that he should purchase it uh, so that he could make a recommend to me. And then uh he didn't respond right away to that and so then like a day or two passed and i purchased it and then uh a couple minutes after i purchased it josh said that he had as well (laughs) (laughs) so not even coordinated at all it's true yeah minutes of each other amazing so josh i guess how would you how would you describe uh hades so hades is a roguelike with isometric real-time combat telling the story of the heretofore unknown son of Hades, an immortal named Zagreus, trying to escape or essentially fight his way out of the under 
And so because he's immortal, when he gets killed in the underworld, instead all it does is send him back to his home, to Hades' house, uh, which is kind of the the main hub of the game, right? Um, and so, I mean, the roguelite elements is that on every run, you have the opportunity to, like, you know, upgrade your uh, hit points. You get boons from the gods of Olympus and other entities that improve some of your skills. Um, I'm trying to think. And then, and then every time you go back, every time you die, which, spoiler alert, that's going to happen a lot, um you there's other ways there are other ways you can upgrade some of your skills you can get things they call keepsakes from characters in the game that you talk to and you start to also then unlock different weapons but so far i'm like why would i ever not use this amazing sword that i really like what yeah that's still my favorite weapon i'm i'm actually yeah i'm curious like what's yours Oh, well, I mean, so basically as soon as I can get an upgrade, I, I switch to it and then mess around with that. So I, I started out with the sword, then went to the bow and was playing the bow. And then there's a spear that is what I'm, my current run is doing. Okay. I hated the bow so bad the first time I got it. And then it was the first weapon that I successfully made it out of, um, uh, shoot, what's it called? Tartarus with. And then I'm like, I'm so sorry I, I was ever mean to you, Bo. I just didn't understand. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like my war machine. Career. I'm like, clearly I just don't understand ranged combat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why can't I dash up and just bash these things? Uh, so the other thing I say about the game, I mean, that's that's the that's the game. That's the shtick of the game. The the animation style and like the atmosphere and the flavor of this thing. I mean, you're going to have to wash your hands every game because it just oozes flavor. That's my fear, right? Like, um, it's by Supergiant Games. They're, I would say they're famous for a game called Bastion. They also did one called Transistor that I didn't finish, but Bastion had a lot of cool style. It had a, it had a narrator and Hades kind of has a narrator too that, you know, the character breaks the fourth wall with the narrator occasionally. That's clever and kind of, kind of fun. And then, but you definitely, every time you die, you, you kind of get this opportunity to kind of build and continue to build relationships with these different characters that are scattered about the house of Hades. Um, I have to say that one of the funniest things about this game, I was reading some reviews after Jay said I should buy it, right? And I'm pretty sure I read a Eurogamer review. It might have been Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Anyway, a legitimate, like, good review site, you know. And they were talking about how, like, Usually in a roguelike, when you die, like, you know, you just want to rage quit or throw your controller. But in House of Hades, dying is the reward because you get to go back and talk to these people. And so I, like, went into the game with that expectation. And, like, basically by my second run, I'm like, you lying and like, <laughs> I was so mad because I'm like, I, I shouldn't have died right then. Like, so... <laughs> It is it is interesting how it like basically beats you down and then is like wants to soothe you with you know eye candy in the house of Hades. <laughs> uh, it does so for the controls. Uh, the for the four buttons there is like your your basic attack and then there's kind of like a, a special, special attack. Yeah, for every weapon, right? Um, and it will so like for the bow, it does like a, a scatter shot or the um, with the spear, you throw your spear and then you hit the button again and it brings the spear back to you and it will 
uh, hit the enemy twice as it, it's as it's going through. Line it up, right. yeah. Yeah, 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 and you can get like a backstrike bonus uh, when it comes back potentially. Um, then there is a dash, and there's there's my I'm currently in my best run right now where like my at the end of my dash I do an amount of damage and so and I'm in general usually invulnerable to damage while I'm dashing and so is that, is that an Ares boon or an uh, Apollo boon? I think no, Neptune. Athena. Oh Neptune, his are actually some of my favorite. Yeah. So and then so I'm just kind of like dashing around and then. All I'm doing is running around and damaging stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the final one is, is kind of a range attack. And it's kind of an interesting mechanic where you, you do a range attack and it puts this out like your a cast, right? Yeah, your cast. And it puts out like a token that you can't do your cast again until you go and collect that token. And the token will sometimes stick into whatever monster right, you, a monster, you yes. hit it uh-huh. with and, and won't yeah. be retrievable until that monster is dead. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not at all the type of game that, um, I would normally say that I'm interested in. Um, but I, I do really just enjoy the art style of it quite a bit. And I also enjoy the, um, the dialogue, the characters, the uh, relationships you're building, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I have to say one of the things, I mean, it, it has its hooks in me deep right now. And one of the things I like about it is how, I could really only do one run and maybe I'll, maybe that means I've only spent 10 or 15 minutes and just, I will have had a really good time with that one run. Now that's right, not yeah. what happens. What happens is the Civ 6, you know, psychosis. I can do over. one more run. Yeah. And like, <laughs> no, no, I'm going back and we're going to get this boom this time and we're going to, you know, and, and then like it's 1 a.m. So I've had 1 a.m. moments, but just like Jay, I was surprised by it. Uh, some other, I guess, a few strategy things or things that are interesting with it. Um, when you're starting out, there's, there are two things that you might want to look for. So the, the, when you're going through the dungeon, it's, it's different each time because it's, you know, procedurally constructed and, uh, it's, it's a roguelike where you're, you're progressing through it. Um, but when you die, your progress is over and it resets and you have to do another run. Um, but when you're going through it, sometimes you will, there will be two doors that you can pick from and it will have a symbol or an icon on the door, giving you a clue of, of what your reward will be if you go through that door. Um, and some of them will have icons of the different gods. And if you go through that God and clear that level, that God will give you a boon and, those boons will modify your attacks and, and make you better. Um, and, and they're flavored based on obviously, you know, the abilities that you would expect from that God. So if, if you have something from Zeus, uh, you, you're going to start having lightning stuff shooting out when you start doing your attacks. Um, and, and the, uh, they've, they did a, a good job of, um, having the, um, it sync up with the flavor of the, the, boss, the visual right? effects of yeah, yeah. associated with it. Right. Um, but some other things that you can also get are um, there's there's one that is like a, a purple um, darkness thing, which is darkness. It's like a gem. and yeah. yeah, and as you collect those, it's, that's kind of like experience for you that you can use to level up some of your own abilities. 
and that carries throughout every dungeon run. And so starting out, um, picking doors that lead to that give you a darkness reward so that you're leveling up yourself is is obviously valuable. Um, another one that's that's kind of in that same vein are is something called Chthonian Keys. Um, and as you collect more keys, you unlock the various weapon options. Um, you can so also if, use and unlock some of your skills too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's another one that you probably want to emphasize starting out. Um, I forget, Jay. Do the hammers do they level up your boons permanently? I I don't think so. I think I thought you had all your boons reset, but yeah. Um, also, if if you're like collecting money or stuff like that, then that's also something that will will reset. It you you, you spend that as you're doing your run to buy things that will make you. There's there's various vendors that you can can do. Um, and then another one. There's I think it's an exclamation point symbol, and if you do those, um, you will have an opportunity to meet various um people in the dungeon and i so far i think the only one that i have um come across is sisyphus i was just gonna ask if you'd met sisyphus yet <laughs> he cracks me up because it, it just feels like a, a, a hilarious take on the myth where it's like are you ever actually really pushing that boulder <laughs> so those is, is fun meeting those various people uh you can i i haven't had a chance to do this yet but um, one of the one of the draws for a lot of people is that uh, I, I believe that the terminology that the kids use these day days is that uh, they are thirsty for a lot of the characters in this game. <laughs> wait, wait, doesn't do they simp for these characters, Jerry? Am I using that I, term correctly? I I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, for example, uh, your your character is uh, I think would be considered as being bisexual, and so. Uh, Thanatos is, for example, one of the the characters that a lot of people online are excited to uh, be romancing. To romance? Yes. I haven't even met him. I haven't either, yeah. So, but I will. <laughs> All right, Trevor, this, ask I, us I'm, some questions. I have, I have a lot of questions. I would really <laughs> like Good. If someone said, uh, you know, here's a game... Who amongst your friends would be interested? <laughs> like, Jay is not even on the radar. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? It's totally true. Jay, can you defend yourself? And and that <laughs> pun, the pun that I just said, was intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, well what, the, what is going on here? <laughs> what in um, Great Hades Realm is happening? I mean, this goes to our conversation that we had in our last bonus episode, right, Jay? Where you're yeah, like, yeah. somebody asked you how you could even like this game because you don't like Diablo that much. Yeah, I, I think Diablo's awful. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is Diablo. I look at it, and it looks like... And, I mean, you could have told me it's a it's a skin for Diablo, and I would have been like, oh, okay. So, I, I've been thinking about that. I'm going to hold that comment and let Jay answer. Defend yourself. Um... So, I guess why Diablo never ensnared me is because, like, it just, the story always felt weak. The the visuals never really hooked me. The characters didn't hook me. And it, it just felt like tons of 
you know, just smashing your button and, and go at it. And, um, this, this kind of feels the opposite of a lot of those in a lot of ways. Um, obviously there is a lot of kind of intense real time combat. Um, but you, it doesn't feel as clicky clicky to me as, um, as Diablo does. I'm, so Josh, I'm curious on your take on this. Uh, well, so, I mean, that's my thought too, because I thought about it a lot and like, I was initially offended, even though I like Diablo, I have pretty fond memories of Diablo, right? But I'm like, what? Hades is not Diablo. What do you, and then I thought about it and I'm like, okay, they definitely share like a pedigree, right? Um, but yeah, this feels, I know Diablo has skills and like, kind of the way you build and level your character will matter. You know, it will kind of change how you approach combat. But I feel like Hades requires more skill input from me as a, as the player, right? Um, and, and yeah, there's not as much to click on because I, there's not like, in some ways, there's not as much loot to, um, to capture. I, I, one, uh, one of the, I, one I of the things found I found the story of Diablo to be weak, but I, I was also very sucked in by like Blizzard's, um, moot video production values. You know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah. Oh, those suckers suck me in. One thing that I like about Hades as well that, um, that makes it feel more akin to a roguelike than, um, than Diablo is that when you, when you, so in Diablo, if, if you're, if you're playing one of the classes, then you, you basically have like a skill tree, right? And, and you can decide I'm going to build him this, this way, right? At least that's, that's how I remember the game all these many years ago. Um, in this one, it's, it's very different because you don't know, like when you start out, you, you get your first boon and it's, it's, it's random what God is going to bless you at the start of the game and what you're going to have a choice of, when when a god blesses you you get a choice of three different benefits and those are you know can vary and so it it makes me it reminds me of like when i'm when i'm doing slay the spire and i get a reward and i i get these choices on what i'm going to pick and uh, that's i guess that's something you're trying to put together a combo right well that's that's the thing i think that feels like way more apt of comparison than diablo because yeah. it has that roguelike element. It's like, it's like, imagine Slay the Spire, but real time combat instead of turn based, right? Yeah. And yeah. like a coherent, really cool story that's well written. Yeah. So, and yeah, you're right. Diablo, I mean, and I like Diablo, but it's not, it's not a roguelike. It's a action RPG, really, right? There, there are roguelike elements in Diablo, but for the most part, you're correct. There's, it is not a roguelike. It is. Mi- I mean, yeah. one one of the big parts that it's missing that is that is supposed to be a key element of roguelikes is death. Right. And if you die in if you die in Diablo, you're not happy <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. I mean, let's face it. That's part. That's probably part of what I love about Hades is it basically is making you play as though it were a permadeath game, right? But then start over every. I don't. I just. I love the roguelike uh, ethos aspect of it. Yeah. So that gets me a lot. Um, one okay, one so. Twitter suggestion I had thrown at me, um, uh, someone who who knew my I guess proclivities towards gaming. Um, <laughs> he there's evidently a setting. I I haven't done this yet. I I don't know if I will. But there's a setting where if if you're mainly interested in 
in Is it God mode? like the no, like the stories and you know characters and stuff like that, um, and not like the necessarily the the real time combat or whatever. Uh, one of the okay. options is you can um, there's a setting where every time you die, you basically get two percent stronger, or the the monsters get two percent weaker. One of the two. Anyways, interesting. Okay. So you can you can basically it, it's kind of like you know in it's uh, like that's like automating your progression. Yeah, kind of. Or, or like, in, like, I'm trying to think of the what's the Bioware games where that are kind of like a a shooter and an RPG max, mixed oh, together. Like Mass Effect. Mass Effect, yeah. And so, like yeah. in Mass Effect, you can you can turn down the combat, so it's basically like you're almost walking. Interactive which, novel. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, and so that there there is kind of that option as well in in this game. So how much RPG is there? Um, there's a lot of, I mean, you can, you're leveling up your weapons, you're leveling up your keepsakes. I'm, I'm not talking you, about that. I, I'm not, I'm asking about conversations story. with people. Yeah. How oh, much role oh. playing are you having? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think quite a bit. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. And do with your, do your decisions change or is there decisions or just conversations? Um, I can only think of conversations, honestly. I think it's more so conversations, although you one of the things that you get is something called nectar, uh, which makes, if you give it to the NPCs, uh, that makes them more uh, friendly, friendly, friendly with you. And so yeah. deciding who you give nectar to unlocks different conversation conversations. options. Yeah, right, yeah. and I so and like I think I've given the most nectar to Charon, the boat, the boatman of Six of the River Six, right? So his conversation has, you know, it started out as like, and now it's upgraded to like. <laughs> <laughs> but and I and I think that if you pick certain people to give a bunch of uh, nectar to, then it kind of locks other characters as well. Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't think about that even being a possibility. Okay, that's I think that that's the case. I don't don't hold me <laughs> to that. <laughs> I won't. I won't quote you. But I I do think that it's it's it is a little bit. Uh, granted, I'm only a few hours into this, um, and so I don't know. But a lot of times it is more uh, conversations as opposed to like RPG decisions in the, the conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like you're not having conversation trees per se. Okay. Or at least not, so, not that I'm aware of. So. Do you, either of you know much about the Steam implementation? What the differences are as far as computer? No. Um, I mean, I was looking up because I was curious, like, so I could tell you what the controls are. You know, it's like, it's like WASD and the mouse is left click is your normal attack, right click is your cast, uh, Q is your special, and space is your dash. So, I mean, it wouldn't be horrible, but I think, Honestly, I feel like if I had this on Steam and was playing it, I would probably just be playing it with either. You'd my be playing it on an Xbox Steam controller, controller or my Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, so next question: this this is rated teen, um, and teen can mean uh, a lot of different things. Honestly, um, I've uh, as an example, I believe that Diablo is rated teen, or it might even be rated mature. It's probably but mature. I, yeah, I'm but I guess it's mature. Yeah. Yeah, but I felt like the mature rating of Diablo was a little bit overhyped. Um, my children, uh, down to the youngest, plays Diablo, and I have zero issues with it. Um, but I'm wondering where you guys feel like this fits in within its teen rating. 
Uh, I think it, on a, well, my experience with it so far has been, uh, you know, Aphrodite is tastefully hidden by her hair, uh, quote unquote, you know, like my, I feel like it's, it's pretty fair within its scene rating because I, I'm trying to think, I don't feel like the combat's bloody. I don't think there's gore ever. I mean, that's generally uh, why Diablo gets its read. It's right. because of blood and gore. And the story is not particularly like, filled with adult themes you know i mean it, it's well written but it's like it's the story of a rebellious son and his overbearing father at least that's what the story is for me so far right right yeah there's there, there's some mystery that's starting to be revealed that i think is pretty interesting um but yeah i think i think it's well well rated as teeth i don't know when when you start getting to uh romancing some of the npcs how far that goes but neither of you are that far yet. No. No. Uh-uh. I mean, reference my earlier comment about the amount of nectar that I've handed to Cheron. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm spending it incorrectly. <laughs> I, you never change, Josh. I, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, I mean that would be my biggest concern, honestly. And I, I yeah, as a teen rating, I wouldn't think that it would be uh, egregious in any way. But um, yeah. certainly, there can you can talk about things. Um, there are PG thirteen movies that I've shown my daughter that I've been in, uh, by. So. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think they are going to stay fairly tame. Honestly, that's just my prediction. It does. Uh, the one of the one of the articles I read was like the lead artist for the game. And okay. she said that you know, they've uh, obviously, uh, you know, sex sells. Um, and the, you know, I joked about people being thirsty for the characters, but they are, you know, attractive drawings that, and, and part of her, what, what she said about it that I thought was a little bit interesting was that if you go back and look at Greek art, Greek statues, etc., um, there is a lot of, idealized the greeks were also thirsty right yes they were yes <laughs> and, and 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 basically like they their art was was very much like you know admiring the perfection of human form and right. there's there's a fair bit of that in the, the art styles i would say as well it's interesting my daughter's in uh, a greek history class right now in school has a lot of time learning about characters that she would see in the game so i'm assuming she would probably latch onto it quickly right now oh yeah it would suck her in good dude i think so yeah it is it is every time you get a boon from one of the um one of the gods you know they you get like a vision of them and just like the different stylizations of um how they look how their voice acting is done the variety in their um, dialogue that they've done for them is 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 quite fun, and it's all voice acted too. Which yes, that's another thing I should say. The, the game got it took to me enough that I actually turned my volume up while I'm playing. No, yeah, I never the, the psychosis that I have, but I almost never play with the volume on my games. I, I, yeah, like, I don't. I don't really either. I don't either. In addition is... to like the early years of my marriage when I would play my <laughs> computer with like a blanket <laughs> over my head because my wife was sleeping in the bed behind me and I didn't want to wake her up, right? So no sound, you know, like, so I'm like, no, I got, I got to hear what Artemis is saying. I'm, so I'm like turning it up for the voice acting, yeah. which is funny. So, uh, one of the, one of the people I follow on Twitter, uh, he said that he considered this to be 
a game of the decade for him. So there have been a lot of people that have been very effusive with with the game. Yeah. I mean, I think the question, the first question you asked, Trevor, is probably the, the highest praise that you can give this thing, which is that it's like, why is Jay playing this? And <laughs> kind of I, why is Josh also hooked on it, right? Yeah, I'll be honest, I'm still a little confused. <laughs> I I will say this is this is maybe a little bit of a throwback as well for me, uh, because um, uh, this the, they're obviously the gameplay is not identical or similar, but. One of the games that I did enjoy quite a bit as a kid uh, was Gauntlet. What? Oh my! <laughs> my mind has yes. just been blown. <laughs> I had a lot of fun playing Gauntlet. Like uh, you're talking about on the arcade in the arcade? Uh, I did it in the arcade, and also then when it came to console, I would play okay, it. Okay. Console. Yeah. I mean, to be uh, fair, pretty much Gauntlet. everyone our age played. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Of Gauntlet. It's true. It's I, true. Yeah. But which okay so this 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 will be kind of a funny little closing bit but uh which of your which character did was your favorites on on gauntlet um i played mostly the elf i believe (laughs) i was just gonna confess elf which is funny because of how i already talked about not understanding a ranged (laughs) game Uh, i I totally expected you to say warrior, Trevor. Um, I, you know, truthfully, we played a ton of it, and because you had to stand at a particular location, um, and I was um, the, I, I was always the youngest amongst my friends, um, and oh, I'm not a. This is funny. Okay. I'm I'm not a big guy to begin with. To be fair, you know, I'm not I'm not small, but I'm also not big, and I was, I was the youngest in my grade by a pretty sizable margin. My grandmother put me in early. Um, so all of the people in my grade were, were older than me, and I hung out with people in the grade above me. So I was just I was kind of like the guy that hung out and, and went with all the older kids. So a lot of times I would get kind of shoved out to the side. So I, I honestly don't remember what I played a lot, but whatever it was, it would have been one of the two sides, just because those were the spots that were open. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... You know, it's kind of odd how things like that happen. I don't really necessarily have an explanation. Truthfully, the the four classes played so similar that it didn't much. Right. Whatever. Right. Wizard for life. I was, gonna say, <laughs> I, was just, I was just waiting for Jay to say Wizard. <laughs> I played plenty of Wizard too. So, and I, I played Barbarian as well. But he said it was it was whatever was open for me. I wasn't the little person. I also wasn't a very uh, outspoken young kid, so I didn't exactly huh. shove my way in. And... Yeah. Sure. I, w- one thing I will say is that um, I think that this is just a pretty phenomenal value for its price. Yes, agreed. When, you're, when well, I... you're talking about the $325 price or the $25 price? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the 25 <laughs> 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 uh sorry one last question uh that i forgot about does this is this a single player only game yes yes oh, interesting. that might be the deal breaker mm-hmm. that's fair because the chances of me actually playing it are slim right. the chance well, of you... purchasing it and then enjoying it tangentially as my kids play it is much higher and the right. chances of them playing a single player game doesn't feel very high really yeah they, they play... play multiplayer together and that's cool um, no, they mostly play multiplayer alone and plead with the others to play with them. 
And they all play, they all play different multiplayer games and plead with each other to play with each other, and they don't. Oh, truly youth is wasted on the Yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Well, I will say one more. Again, I'm, I'm not quite as effusive as Game of the Decade yet, but one of the things that I can tell that this thing has its hooks in me is I'm basically like fighting my children for my Switch. Because I'm like, <laughs> no, you don't need to play Breath of the Wild right now. Daddy has a date with uh, Sisyphus, you know? <laughs> uh, that is why I don't... I, I have not finished any of the games I've bought. Because I'm literally considering getting my children... Uh, is it called the Switch Lite? Yes. For Christmas, just so they can leave my Switch alone. I, I bought docks so they can move it to any TV, but the problem is I still only have one Switch. Right, yeah, see. Yeah. I'm just going to get some Switch lights and throw them out as decoys so I can play Hades. <laughs> <laughs> why, why was my father not like this? Why was he not like, I want the Nintendo, I'm going to buy a second Nintendo so that you can go play it in the other room. Why was he not wasteful? I don't, I why did, I, I don't want him to be wasteful, I just wanted him to you know, purchase things that I wanted. <laughs> my kids have no wants because I buy everything for them because uh, I want yeah. it for me. Yep, yep. I know. Okay, I know well, I'm going to get my Quest 2 here a month and then I'll never see it, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, tweet at us, join the, the Discord, and, and let us know what you guys think of Hades. Uh, I am curious. It's clearly if... a go for Jay and I. We didn't grade it. Oops. Yeah. 